What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode number four of one of these lovely conversations between Victor and myself. We start off the day by talking a little bit about Fear the Walking Dead and transition into what's happening in the NBA Finals between Golden State and Cleveland. We also talk about lucid dreaming and my experience with that, and then we wrap things up with a tale between Ricks and myself from several years ago. So with that being said, we hope you enjoy. Is there anything that you want to immediately get off your chest? Dude, I've been catching up on Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, gosh. Okay. So disappointing. Okay, it's good. So, that makes so me feel so much better. I thought you were going to say it was awesome. I thought it was weird that you said, I've been catching up on Fear of the Walking Dead. And I remember last time we talked about this, I thought we both concluded that it was uh, a nothing burger. Or what nothing, was it that you said? Uh, yeah, a little bit of a nothing burger. A little bit of a nothing. So what's going on? What are you disappointed about? I gave up on that show last year after about two episodes. Well, I guess I want to first give the positive things about the okay. show first the fact that it's immediately at, it's it's during the apocalypse it's as the apocalypse is happening so I, that's that's cool to see how all the military is still semi-functioning and yes. civilization in pockets is still trying to like do their best to i survive. did think it was very cool that uh like the first season when it's like the last day of school or it's near the end and the, the she's talking about like going to college and stuff and then but yeah. you see the military and people don't really know how to react to it. Like there's a scene where there's a walker and the police are like, stop, stop, stop. And then they shoot him a couple times and it's like still walking. So they don't really know how to analyze the situation. The first season, the first season sold me and is going to, it's going to get me through season three. I'm, I'm losing faith, but at this point I, I really love that first season though. The fact that, what would happen if we were walking around in our daily lives and something like this happened? That's that's such a cool scenario to put into film. So that was cool. But now it's turned into kind of this ongoing drama where the characters' motivations aren't really realistic. They're kind of soap opera-y and okay. just very dramatic in their responses. And it, like Nick, for example, I guess spoiler alert generally. I'm not going to talk about details or anything like that, but... Nick, it was already spoiled for me halfway through the second season when you know, still nothing was going on. It, it's like the writers can't settle on people's personality. Nick, for example, was they they framed him as a recovering drug alcohol uh, drug user in the post apocalyptic world, and he was trying to find meaning, not doing not using drugs, and he found it living among the walkers and stuff like that in the last season, and it just fluctuates because. Then he enters civilization, and he acts a certain way. Then he goes to another group, and he acts a completely different way that has no connection or no rationale as to why it's changed. Okay. Uh, why his personality, his personality hasn't really been fleshed out. It's sort of his personality is what they need, need it to be in the moment because they want to cause conflict or drama. So they just make his personality that without any particular Got good it. substantive character development. It's just, you are what we need you to be in the moment. And th- it's like that for all the characters, I feel like. I did like in that one episode where he... I don't know if he was... L- I can't tell. Is he... And it's hard to judge with time and everything, too. Like, is he completely off the drugs? Or does he still look for drugs? Because I no, remember... No, he's, he's substituted with the adrenaline of living in a post-apocalyptic okay. world. Because I remember in, like... A new addiction. Some episode in the second season when... He he's he starts like uh 
you know, uh, what's the, like, um, drug sense, tingling, like Spider-Man, like, but with drugs when he started looking around the, mm-hmm. that guy's place for pills or whatever. And oh, he just yeah. happened well, to he find was... where the pills were because he's a drug addict, former drug addict. And he no, no, he was, he, he was still a drug addict in okay. season one. He, like was still, he was still a drug addict. It wasn't until the end of season one. I think that was one. season two, though, when, when they find when they're on that island and those old people are there and they oh, have yes. the pills and they the girl ate it because it was candy. She thought it was candy. That's right. Yeah, they're special candy. Yeah. So yeah, that's why so I was like, did he was he just looking around for stuff because he was looking for drugs or because he was bored and he just felt like, oh, I think it was because he knew that guy was hiding something. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was because he as, as, a, as a drug as a former drug addict. He knew this. He knew what was going on. He had like yeah. that. Yeah, he had he that, could, that, that that sixth sense, that spidey sense. Yeah, that druggy sense. Druggy sense, tingling. <laughs> tingling. Yeah, but I, I right now it has just been two two nothing burgers so far this yeah. season. We got tomorrow at, at at this taping Saturday evening. Right, two now, nothing so burgers hold the flavor. We have, and it looks like it looks like episode three is not really going to be anything too great either a lot of it a lot of it is just building up the setting and then causing drama okay you know it's it's family drama there's not really a lot of walkers there hasn't really been a lot of walkers they've been more for show than a major part of the the episode until the walkers are only used when they need to move set scenes like basically the story is over and over again when they get tired of shooting at a particular location, okay, bring the walkers in. Okay, yeah. we gotta evacuate. Move on to a that new, was new, baller, new location. though. When that one guy walks up to the, it wasn't a prison. It was just some camp, and they're like, they tell him to like turn away and or something, and then they you hear a noise, and he brought that old man, brought thousands of walkers to the oh, yeah. base camp. Yeah, that uh, was really cool. Victor Victor Strand. Yes, Strand. Yeah. Oh no no it was it that's that's no that it wasn't Strand Strand was in the jail it was yeah the Hispanic father yeah. who kind of went nuts in season two. What's going on with the that Victor Strand guy? They were on the yacht last time I saw. They then they ended up setting up at a hotel. Okay. And Strand stayed there, and everyone else left, and so the family... Is he no longer part of the series, or... No, they they spent a good portion of the last episode with Strand. Basically, he had to leave the hotel. Okay. They kicked him out. Why? It was... He he was pretending to be a doctor, and for whatever reason... It it didn't make much sense. It really didn't. He was pretending to be a doctor, and the other people who were sort of in control of the community were like, you lied, so you can't stay here anymore. Got it, okay. That's like, okay, well, that's so so freaking stupid. I just don't... I'm, I'm not impressed with the way that it's going about handling I was itself. not impressed with the way it was going with Walking Dead. I was... Oh, I was, that's a different story, man. They've, they've regained their ups- street cred. I was pretty upset about that last they've season. They've regained their street cred. We'll see what happens, though. Mm-mm. Dude, all out war. That's gonna be. That's gonna next season's gonna be. That's what I season. waited for for this last season, and it never happened. You weren't gonna get it. You were never gonna get it. I don't know why you were. Expecting I want to know it. how they were very I, clear and upfront that this was not gonna be. I want to know how they're going to wrap up the series. We're going on season eight in the yeah. fall, and it, it's been renewed for no. They just finished season eight. I thought. No, I mean it, it'll air. Season nine will air. No, I thought. 
maybe you're right. Yeah, season eight. It started in 2010. Okay, so it'll be season eight then starts up. That airs. And in the fall. they've already been, season nine's already been renewed. Oh my so gosh. it'll be running through 2019 at the least. And right now, it still has it still has it still has solid ratings. It's it's going to become ultimately like a Law and Order type thing where it just runs forever. Twenty two seasons or some shit yeah. like that. As long as long as the actors are happy, yeah. that's they're going to keep doing it. Once once the contracts start falling apart, that's when. Yeah. I, or unless the ratings dip, which I don't foresee happening because there's no other show on TV like it. Yeah, it's it's an epic drama, regardless of their how good or bad their plot's been over the years. It's an epic drama. It's had the same characters for, you know, long, long time. We'll see what happens. But how about uh, changing gears? How about that game last night? Oh, my oh, goodness. Man. I was so disappointed. I Cavs just, Warriors. Steph Curry. 130-something to 116. Was missing. That whole team was missing every single three-pointer, almost. And I told you. And know, the, we had talked about whether or not sports were Cavs were rigged. making every single three-pointer. Well, you, I mean, we had talked a little bit about how, whether or not the... The games are rigged in a certain way, and that whole thing with um, Steph Curry, like he wasn't taking shots. That whole thing he wasn't making shots. That whole technical foul thing with uh, with um, what was his name? Oh, Draymond Green. Draymond Green and drew a te- and then, technical like, Steve foul Kerr. in the first half. Do you hear what their explanation was for that? It was like yeah. so. Draymond Green had the technical technical foul in the first half. Then he got the second technical. Right, and then there was confusion. That's, that's how it was recorded in the books. Yes, and then there was confusion, and then it was like, oh wait, no, it was really the first technical was really for Steve Kerr the because coach. he ran up out on the court. Yeah, even though that wasn't recorded, but Draymond Green was. But then you go back to the replay, and it was a pretty obvious that it was a technical foul on Draymond Green. It wasn't a technical foul, and, or um, there was there was nothing in the action. I think they were talking about flagrant foul or what? There was something. There was something. It going was on. it was a personal foul on him. And then he he responded by making a motion, but that was not enough to to equal a technical foul. Yeah. What he had done, because he, he wasn't saying anything at the time, he just made an emphatic motion, which is not enough in the finals yeah. to warrant a technical foul. And then the second, second technical foul, he did the same thing, and the commentators anyway were saying that that shouldn't have been a technical foul either. He that In the finals, that, that does not warrant a technical foul. Yeah. The refs need to have a little more leeway. And so... The refs, the refs normally, and this is why they were being so, it was interesting because the commentators like two minutes earlier have been saying there are, there have been a lot of technical fouls. There's like five or six players that have technical fouls. If you get two, you're ejected, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're saying, well, traditionally in NBA finals in the past, refs have not called technical fouls twice on players unless it's something super egregious. They're aware who has technical fouls and they won't call a second one unless it's something that definitely warrants it. Yeah. And so when this when the everyone was saying that Draymond Green had his second technical foul for that like little thing that he'd done, everyone was saying well, this doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay. Why would they why would they call a second technical foul? They know how many he has. Turns out in their books they had marked down Steve Kerr but not communicated it to the table. So in their books, it was on Steve Kerr, the, which is the only thing that's official. That's the official okay. thing is what the refs mark down in their books, not what the not what the scorekeepers table says. Right. So they ended up going over the scorekeeper, showing him the book, and they corrected the mistake. Then the uh, the commentators were <laughs> looking at this from all these angles. I'm like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Um, but then they said something like, well, I thought well, they were. They, then they were saying like, well, someone's lying. 
someone's got to be lying. And I thought to myself, I haven't been listening to this, but you have three grown-ass men who know basketball talking about this, looking at it from every angle. What if someone is lying? I don't know. It didn't look good. Yeah, it, it did not look good on the refs. It could it could be something more nefarious. It, um, it reminded me of when, uh, I think it was two seasons ago, when the NFL referees went on strike and you had the collegiate referees step in. Oh and when, goodness. I think it was Green Bay against Seattle yeah, or something like the, that. The famous. The, the touchdown and the other guy's like, nope, no touchdown. No touchdown. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yep, that like, cost. What is that, this? That likely cost. I, who knows what that cost during the day in the long But run. what happened back to the game? Now yeah. we went. Over, now we got over that. Um, yeah, dude. I was watching these. The Cavs that were was sinking. 49 every, points in the first quarter. They were sinking every single. First quarter, the, first half. First quarter. First quarter. One quarter, they scored 49 points. Wow. One freaking. I missed the first half. And I think the second half as a whole, they scored 49 points, I think, in the second half. It was around that. It might have been a little more. Um. But yeah, the Cavs were sinking every single three. Warriors were just 20, missing every single three. 24 threes, I believe. That. 24 threes. It, it set a finals, it set finals a playoff, record. Yeah. yeah, finals record. And they were one shy of the overall total yeah, record, yeah. playoff record. 25. Of 25. Yeah. I mean, we were watching, I guess, the wow. same. We're watching the same We were watching the same <laughs> commentators who were, who were all excited about the same thing. Oh, my God, another three. That was nuts. I thought the Warriors could have mounted a comeback, though. If Steph Curry wanted to, he could have. He didn't want to. You you could tell he was not being himself. Like he wasn't missing being, the shots. I know missing shots and not taking shots. It was again. It was all Kevin Durant who has something to prove. So he wants to. He wants to win. He just wants to get this over with. Whereas Steph Curry's like, I kind of want to go back and win it on my home home floor. You know that's what he was thinking. You know. know he's been on fire this entire series, and to come in and to go what two for ten or something, three for yeah. ten. There's, there's something, something weird. There's like some, there's something weird going on there. He wanted to he wanted to go back home though. He wanted to win it back in in Golden State, and I don't blame him for that. But it's just kind of shitty because they were fifteen and zero in the playoffs. They could have had a perfect playoff series and gone down as the greatest team in. in so NBA what you're saying history. is that Steph Curry greatness knowingly, legacy was on the line. Knowing knowingly decided not to win that subconsciously. Game. Oh, subconsciously. Subconsciously, okay. he he wanted he wanted to be home. Got it. Subconsciously, okay. Because every he wants to be around people who's who yeah. will love who will love him for the win. Yeah, and that's just human nature, which I understand. But Kevin Durant, man, he put that all aside. He's like, I got something to prove. Yeah. He could have single-handedly won that game if the Cavs just weren't on literal fire. Yeah, they did pretty. They were running awesome. around just flaming basketball players. It was, it was something else. That's pretty cool. That was that was that was an enjoyable game to watch. So many points. They can't keep that up though. They're they're done next game. Steph Curry's going to put on a light show, and Kevin Durant's going to win Finals MVP, and they'll win it at home. Be able to celebrate with their fans. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That'll Next be fun. Monday. Yeah, it'll be over. I know Neil. Neil was like, "Oh no, they're coming back." No, I know. I know. Back, un- until the end of the first quarter, when they're down by like twenty-five points, he will be saying, "I know that the Cavs are going to win." Yeah. No, they're not. Um. Sorry, we're like having this conversation. I'm like running my fingers through my hair because I have like knots and I can't not do yeah, that. Yeah, dude, right now. you gotta use some conditioner or something. I your, do. Your hair looks my hair was really, up. 
My hair was up the whole day. I can explain how this happened, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> that's a shame. It's because what happens is when you put your hair. So when I put my so see, it happens all on the ends because when I wrap my hair around. Victor's hair is also like a foot and a half long. <laughs> it really, it really is. It, two feet, maybe. I don't. know. Is it up to two feet? I don't know. I have it's at the length now where I notice. Where yeah, you're about a foot and a half. About ninety five percent of the time, my hair is longer than any woman's hair who comes across my way. It works for you. I, I mean, for some people, long hair wouldn't work, but I think it goes with your personality. It'd yeah. be weird if you cut it off again. Yeah, It'd be like straight, straight laced Victor. I would. I when you get married, I don't know what would happen if I. What's well, the same that. with my beard, dude? I Once can't I like. I feel like I would. I would be going against myself by cutting my hair real short. Now, I have... This is weird. I've had dreams or nightmares where, like, my hair gets cut or I cut my hair. And then after I cut it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? And then I wake up. Can I tell you? What? I've had a couple of dreams where I've accidentally shaved a huge thing in my beard. Uh Uh-huh. And, I mean, it's not a big deal. It would just take me a couple of days to grow it back. But still, it's like something I wake up and I'm like, oh, shit. A couple of days? Feeling my, feeling my, feeling my face. Yeah, this would, if I shave this off, it would take me approximately five days. Oh, my gosh. If I cut off all my hair, it would take me approximately two years. (laughs) You just Um, have low testosterone. I had, I can't grow a full thick beard. Like you can, I have like my yeah. the hairs on my face aren't close enough together, and I don't grow hair like where there would be a handlebar for like a handlebar mustache. It's okay, you're more of an effeminate man. Um, That's totally cool. Long I mean, hair, I do no like, facial hair. I have long hair, and I am into fashion and all that. <laughs> like the other day when we were talking, you're like, you wanted to say accessorize, but you didn't say it right away. That was true. I didn't say it right away. Yeah. I said it like a few minutes later. No, I think that's. I've also had this crazy dream though, where this has happened to me like two or three times, where. I, I'm in my dream or whatever. I don't know that I'm dreaming, and then all of a sudden, like, it I can feel with my lips that like my teeth are like pointy, like kind of sharp, mm-hmm. and then my teeth start falling out of my mouth. Oh, I hate those dreams. And I'm like, what the oh my fuck God. is this? Absolutely, um, hate those dreams. Well, sorry, let me turn that off. <laughs> um, yeah, we're like they're normal teeth, and then pieces of the teeth fall off to make it triangular and jagged. I'm like, what the heck? And I'm not, like, bleeding or anything, but then they just start falling out, and they're, like, in my mouth, and I, like, spit them out, and then I'm like, what? That's happened, I think, three times I've I've had those type of dreams. It's so weird. It's so disturbing. I'm like, that's kind of a nightmare for me. That would be worse case. I don't want to lose my teeth. I don't understand why either, like, this phenomenon where everybody has had that dream where you're trying to run away from something but you yeah, can't run away. Yeah. But you don't know that's what it is interesting that you're running that's away from. Something everyone can relate to yes. is that sense of just like whether it's running in slow motion or your legs turn to jelly. Yeah. Like that's a big one. You just can't like move your legs yeah. and you just can't get away. Everyone's ever it seems like everyone can relate to that. I have this uh theory and by no means is it by definition a scientific theory. Um, but I, I feel that our dreams are our, is, is closer to reality than this earth plane in the sense that we are in this, this state in the ether where we can do anything we please in this different dimension. And then, and then our dream quote unquote is this 
is this three-dimensional earth life that we have built collectively over thousands of what is perceived to be earth years. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that, that I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson would kill us right now because I'm sure that there's some sort of metaphysical theory. But I, I told, I, I agree in the, in, in my, my take would be. But his thing too is like, I believe in evidence, 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 evidence. Okay. I get it. Okay. Science needs evidence. But, but in my belief, well, what makes you believe it? I'm already going to answer your question, Ricks. There is no evidence for my belief in thinking that I believe there are things out there that you cannot observe with the basic five senses. Yeah. So you can you can have sensors for sleep patterns and stuff like that. Know there where are the, inner know, sensory... Know where the brain yeah. firing neurons, stuff like that. But I love the idea that when we're asleep and we remember those dreams when we wake up, we're waking up from a constructed reality that yes. that's totally in another dimension. Yes. That that's subconscious, that's sort of it's it's apart from physiological. Yeah. It's apart from the physical neuro- neurological functions. Yeah. And it's it's what what we remember from those dreams is us emerging from an alternative reality, like an alternative dimension. And that's that's such a cool like I've always had that sort of I've never articulated it like that before but I've always felt that where the dreams are kind of just another 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 door portal to another reality that exists yes. out there where anything is possible. I mean the mind the mind's potential to create things is limitless and so why why not be able to inhabit an alternative re- dimension. The crazy thing is, time. is um, several years ago, I really got into like lucid dreaming and like trying to understand how you can control your dreams. And what I did was, I had I bought a notebook, and then when I would wake up from my dream, I would write write what my dream was, whether it was the next morning or in the middle of the night. And yeah, like, no matter how no matter how exhausted you are, like just start writing away. And after about three months, I started to be able to lucid dream and be aware of everything that was going on. No way. It was so cool, dude. It was so awesome. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I am dead serious. I'm going to try that. Try that. Try that. Almost almost every night where I was just like, whoa, I'm dreaming right now. This is cool. And then I would, I would like, I'm going to just jump in the air and start flying. And I would think that, and I would just jump in the air, like, a hundred feet in the air and then just be suspended and then, okay, let's fly and then start flying. This other time I was standing on top of a really tall building. I think I was in Chicago. I don't know. I was in some city. Um, and I was like, I'm in a dream. I'm going to jump off this building. And it was kind of like, uh, oh, I almost felt like if I die in my dream, am I going to die in real life? Yeah. I was like, fuck it. So I did it anyway. So I'm on top of this building, right? And I jump off, and I'm falling, 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 falling. And before hitting the ground, I don't hit the you know, physically hit the ground. I pass through the street. And when I pass through the street, I'm automatically back up where I started falling again. So it was like this like crazy uh, wormhole of a thing going on and in you dream. Were, you were aware yeah. during this period. Oh where I jumped God. off the building, I'm go- falling down into the street. I oh. fall through the street. In that instantaneous <laughs> moment, I'm back up in the air 
um, not standing on the building, but just right next to it falling again. And so then I was like, oh, let me try it falling on my back so I can be looking up as I'm falling. And now I'm going to be falling looking down. And it was really cool. I'm dead serious. That is 100% true. Have you tried doing that again? No, I should, though. I definitely should. It's, it, Why it, did you stop? It, I, I mean, don't remember. I think it, what it was is that I was like, oh, I got this under control. I'm going to stop. Oh. I'm going to stop recording my dreams. I'm going to stop recording my dreams. And then I think after a while it just dissipated. But it does take a lot of discipline to consistently write out your dreams because there are times to not like go back to three, sleep immediately or what something like like to not fall back asleep immediately or to just what do you mean no i mean what i mean is energy. when you wake up and you remember what your dream is but you're too tired to get out of bed or turn on the light to start writing your dream at three in the morning yeah like you have to do that and you could be writing for 20 minutes or so oh then, seriously yeah because i i i'm super detailed i still have the notebook i i've looked back a few times like i don't remember any of these dreams but they're like i in a college uh, ruled notebook I'll, one dream will, could be an entire page and then the half of the following page just writing everything out oh my god yeah like it's so awesome I'm gonna start doing that again. I know this is totally audio but my face this whole time has yeah. just been one of just awe and disbelief yeah. that is wow I'm gonna do that I'm gonna start doing that yeah. I'm gonna see what happens it's really cool that, that seriously sounds like one of the coolest experiences to be in control because there were there were times back when I was younger where I, I had a reoccurring dream so many times that after a period of time I was in control and I'll t- I'll tell the story because this is this okay. is one of my favorite chi- right. childhood stories. So I had I had a favorite stuffed animal. Its name was Piggy. Okay. It was given to me when I was uh, like one or two years old. Okay. My grandparents. It was it was my animal. I still have them. I think somewhere. I still have my little guys that I hung around with me when I was a kid but around it was around I want to say junior high and for a period of time I think I'd been having these reoccurring dreams where my stuffed animals had come to life and it was the first time that I recall actually being aware in my dream I remember experiencing I walked I was walking into a like a town or you know a tent town or something like that with, yeah. with the blankets all over and all the animals were were alive and talking to each other and they they approached me and they were like who are you like and I'm like I'm I'm Rick's like you like you know and and it took a while and they were super skeptical and it took a while to like <laughs> to like have a conversation with them who is this guy he says he's Rick's anyone know him <laughs> and they they were saying stuff like we don't trust outsiders or things like that. We don't trust things with blood and pumping hearts and I, brains. Well, <laughs> no, it wasn't like no, that. No, continue, continue, but, continue. And it, they were all around my size. Okay. They were all like no life way. size. Yeah, they were all like life or size. Or you were their size. Or I was there. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But I I remember being in control and being able to have these conversations and. This this felt like a conversation that lasted a couple of hours where we started talking, sharing stories. We ended up hanging out and became friends. By the end of it, mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to go. You know, I'm going to wake up now. I know I'm in a dream about to wake up. Yeah. And they said, oh, okay, we'll come back and visit us. You know, come back and visit us one time. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I woke up and I'm like, that was weird. And so a couple, it was, it was a couple weeks later, I was back in a dream. And back at the same place. I was like, am I, am I back? 
And I was aware that I was back, and I approached them again, and they responded like they'd never known me. And so I'm like, (laughs) do I have to re-explain myself? Do I have to have these same conversations? And I remember I did. I I had to convince them. But I remember that... Because it had taken so long to convince them the first time around, mm-hmm. I remember at the end of that conversation, whatever I had said to convince them at the end okay. to make it swing, I was like, all I have to say is that what I had said at the end, yeah. and I can just bypass all that. So <laughs> yeah. I said that, and instantly it was like, oh, we know you. And it, and then I was welcomed into the dream, and we <laughs> we hung out. And at the end, I'm like, wow, this has been such a cool experience. I've been aware twice now, and I've been able to, like... Communicate with have these hang out with these cool dream friends that have come to life, and now I get to wake up. And I woke up, and that that was it. That's fucking awesome. That is that is my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite series of dream stories from my childhood. That is a great. That isn't just a great dream story. That is a great just story in general that I have ever heard. I love that story. That is so great. I haven't had anything like that happen yeah. to me. Um, it was so surreal. I, I am, I would love to know for a fact though, if there's some way where like if I, if I'm in a dream and I'm communicating with somebody, if they're in their own dream communicating with me, I would love to be like, okay, we're in a dream, right? We're in a dream. Uh, you know, text me or direct message me if like, we need to contact each other outside of this mm. world in the reality or what we perceive to be reality on the earth plane. I would love to have that interaction with someone and then wake up and be like direct message by this person. Whoa, were you, you were in my dream last night. Holy shit. You were in my dream last night, dude. I'm going to see, like, I'm going to start writing down and see if I can start lucid dreaming and controlling and I'm going to see if I can reach you. Do it. We'll do it. We'll, we'll, this we'll this see. other time, um, when I was becoming conscious, I, I made an attempt to uh, have this out-of-body experience where I could be out of my body and actually in the real physical world. Mm. And I, I remember, this is so weird. I remember I was lying down, sleeping, obviously, but I was aware of what was going on. And I, I was lying down, like, on my side. And I kept... Like, this is better here. I'm yeah. on my side. And I kept trying to lift myself up like this. Okay. You know, I'm, I was lying. I remember I was lying on my right side on my shoulder, and I kept trying to lift myself up. And I could feel that there was some type of barrier. Like, I couldn't. So you were, dream- you were dreaming? I Yeah. Okay. I was aware of what was going okay. on. Okay. So I could feel it was like my my spirit or my energy trying making an attempt to bypass the physical boundary of my body yeah and dude i this i i'm asleep and i and i woke up i just woke up like having like come completely up and i just woke up and i was like what the fuck i was like whoa this is weird like i didn't wake up lying down thinking i was trying to push myself up i was asleep Mm -hmm. physically asleep mentally awake and i had lifted my body up and when i lifted it up i woke up and i woke up not lying down i was like whoa this is pretty cool right now it was weird I can, really I can relate because I also had a similar experience. Really? In, again, another childhood. This was, yeah, this was this was ch- another childhood around middle school where 
I was dreaming that I was falling, and when I hit the ground, I woke up, and I was in midair, bounced, bounced in the bed, and then landed on the ground. It wasn't, like, way mid, midair, but it was, like, I, wait, I, I, wait, I had, like, wait, bounced wait. myself or something like that. And you I, were I'd in your up, bed? My, my back was off, off the bed. And you, so, you, you had this sensation of falling. I was falling off a building, and I was falling, falling, falling like that, and I'm like, if I fall, I die. And, and then you I, woke up with your body like an inch or two above your bed. Yeah. So yeah, I, when I braced for impact on the ground, when I hit the ground, that's when you hit your bed. It was like it was like and the light, and I was I was bouncing like as if I had hit the, the ground in my dream and bounced. It would it would have been like so I don't know if my body like like lifted myself off. I'm guessing that's what, what dude. Happened. You don't know, man. You don't know if when you were asleep. Your body somehow levitated itself like an inch above your bed. You don't know, dude. The mind is a powerful thing, man. Yeah, but it was it was the weirdest experience because That's it was because so I felt in the dream that I was in free fall, and then I woke up and I was actually it was small free fall, but it was that free is fall. so and I'm like, crazy. Oh. And it was like That's like so my awesome. heart was like in my chest yeah. because it's it wasn't a natural experience, yeah. and I'm like, this is a physical, real experience That's of being awesome. in free fall from my dream. I'm like, but yeah, it's like. <sighs> It, I've never thought so much about dreams as I have in this conversation. That so today right is now. Saturday, June 10th. Yeah. We need to for sure keep some dream journals and see what happens in the next few months. Totally. Oh, man, that is awesome. This will be interesting. I think that will be a fun experiment. Wow. Man. I Yeah, I, it's been years since I've even thought about some of these experiences. But But being aware in dreams, though... It's, and hearing what you said about keeping that dream journal and lucid dreaming, I, I wonder how possible it is to be on a regular basis, be in control of your dreams and be aware when you're dreaming. Yeah. Like, because it's like, you know that you're about to wake up and it's like, there's not really any danger to you because once you know you're, you're dreaming at any time, you can be like, this is too much. I'm out. I'm out of there. Yeah, that's, I, I, that's oh, I, I remember I why remember I started doing, doing it. I started doing it after I saw the movie Inception. That's oh, when I started keeping track of the journal. Yeah. yeah, that's when I started doing that. That makes sense. What a great movie. Yeah, Leo is awesome. That was a, that was a mind bender. Thank you, Inception, for bringing us back to this point of reflection and introspection. Wow. As the silence permeates, crickets. We're putting we're putting everyone to sleep right hey, now. Hey, let's tell a story because uh, it's summertime. I just remember that time. Uh, do you want to tell? Do you want to tell your your version of the story, and then I'll tell my version of when uh, we went. Well, we tr- when we tried to go camping that one time. Oh yeah. <laughs> since you brought it up, I mean, I'll I'll recall details as you as you reflect okay. on the story. Since you seem to be so eager to talk about this. Go for it. I was just thinking right now, because it's summer. It's like, oh, camping would be cool. Well, why don't you tell your... Okay, well... No, because you brought it up, and that's not... So one time, we decided... Jeff was like, let's go camping, and... This was... When was this? This was was 2009. This was 2009? Yeah, this is 2009. Really? So I was a junior in college. Yeah, this is 2009. I remember everything about this. Wow. That's more recent than I would have thought. So we... This is when... We, because we were going to go camping, myself, Jeff, Bill, and you, 
and we we're going to go camping for two nights. And I remember I called you up, and you were like, oh, I can't go for two nights. I have to, uh, you know, I have to do a sermon on Sunday morning at church. And so then I was like, oh, no, it's okay. Like, well, we'll just do one night instead, knowing that we were really going <laughs> to... Knowing that it was actually going to be two nights. <laughs> but just telling you it was going to be one. I think only one of us is amused. <laughs> and then, I mean, and you were like out to dinner with your family at Weber Grill for like, is somebody's birthday this month? Yeah, Robert's. I was going to say yeah. Robert. Yeah, for his birthday. Because um, it was around June. You guys were at Weber Grill. <laughs> and... We were at Jewel, like, buying supplies, mm-hmm. and your parents mm-hmm. dropped you off at Jewel because then from there we were going to go. right. We were going to go to the highway and go to the Indiana Dunes. And you come meet with us. We buy the stuff, and then we get in the car, and we're driving. We're driving down Roosevelt Road almost on the highway, and you were like, okay, so we're just doing one night, right? And we're like... And I didn't say I didn't tell them anything either. And they're like, "Wait, wait, what? No, this is two nights. What? No, it's one night. I got, no, it's two nights." Victor. And of course, I'm laughing. And so we turned around and we drove you home. <laughs> if, if you guys can only see the look that Rex is giving me right now. So we go to uh, the dunes, and Jeff keeps telling us like, "Hey, guys." Uh, Turn here, slow down, da da da, this, that, and another. And Bill's driving his X5, and he's like, dude, I know. This is exactly how we get to Purdue. I know exactly where I'm going. I know all this. So we get to the Indiana Dunes, and they're sold out. They don't have enough space for, like, another car to be there. So we drive this some other random place, and we get there. We buy, like, firewood from them, but it's damp. We can't get our fire going. Like, the 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 lantern that Jeff had wasn't working. Like, just one thing after another. And Jeff was like, guys, let's just turn around and go home. Like, we're already here. We're not going home. Anyway, we ended up only spending one night of what was a horrible, looking back, fun experience. I remember we called you. Um, we were like, hey, Riggs, we're actually only spending one night. It's really terrible that... You would not be enjoying this. Don't feel bad that you're not here. Because it was the truth. You would have hated it. Yeah. I, I vaguely recall that. And, uh... The only thing that I, that I could think of that would have made that story a little bit better was if when we were at Jewel, if, like, you paid for everything with your credit card and then we planned on giving you cash. <laughs> that would have been so funny. If you paid for everything <laughs> and then we dropped you back off. <laughs> we have very different senses of humor. Oh, that was funny. I my thing is I love I love laughing at people. Like the point and point and laugh. Ha 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 ha. Like I just love Which is weird because I just, you think that that's like yeah. a cruel thing, but you only do it to people that I you love like. pointing and laughing at people knowing very well that someday they can they're going to point and laugh at me and I'm totally okay. We're like I will laugh at myself. I will I will laugh at myself. Yeah. So that other people can laugh at me, yeah, too. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, I'll put myself out there for my own expense for other people's enjoyment. Yeah. And I expect the same. I respect the reciprocity. Reciprocity. Yeah, reciprocity. That's what I was looking for. Um, 
I'd rather struggle and have you help me than say the reciprocalness or some stupid shit like that. Because <laughs> um, whenever people alter words, I think to myself, nope, that is incorrect. Please. Exactly. Like I would have preferred people, if you did not say anything at all. Like um, when anyone says irregardless, that just oh, kills really? me. That kills me. I, I, kills me. very few times, sometimes what I hear, especially, I'm sorry, was there an X in that word? Oh, yeah. I didn't know, what, no? I've heard that, definitely. But irregardless is my big one. That's like the big canal. Irregardless? There's no such word as irregardless. And everyone, it seems like everyone effing uses it. Yeah. Everyone needs to be smacked in the mouth every time they use irregardless. Uh, there's like a top ten list of of phrases that are used incorrectly. I remember what my English teacher gave me one of those back in middle school. Let's look it up. I think. I think there's also one where I can't remember. I don't use this phrase, so I don't know 100%. And because I don't use this phrase, I'm not one of those people that is an idiot that's using it incorrectly. Um, but it's either, I think it's slate of hand or sleight of hand. What's it? Slight of hand. Slight of hand? Yes. That's what I thought it was. Slate is like not a slab, but sl- I think people say slate. Slate is to align. Slight something. of hand. To slate something is to, to yeah. set something, to schedule, to like order something it, around that definition area. Um, it also means to say your first and last name when you are auditioning in front of a camera, for a camera audition. Well, fascinating. Please slate, Victor Marquez. Oh, really? That's shorthand? So if they say, please slate, you say... Yeah, when they say slate, if they have the camera zoomed in on you, slate, Victor Marquez, and then they zoom out so they can see your body. And sometimes if you're doing something with your hands, they'll have you put your hands up for three seconds, one, two, three, and then turn them over so they can see the back of your hands for three seconds. Sometimes. Why do they do that? They they just, I mean, like if you're doing a commercial for a watch or for soap or something weird like that, they just want to be able to see. Oh, so that's only your when your when your hands are going to be in the yeah in yeah. The it's not like or whatever. Yeah, it's not okay for everyday stuff. Gotcha. But yeah, slate. Your, you, all your mo- all your modeling gigs. First and last name. Like. Sometimes some other basic info. Um, but the will they tell you ahead of time or? Yeah, they'll just say like please. They just say like please slate. One time there was an interview I saw of James or Dave Franco on, I don't know, Conan or something, and he, they were like, please slate, and he, like, didn't hear them, and he thought they, was, they said, like, please sleep, so he, like, pretended to sleep, and then they're like, oh, slate, and I think he was like, I, don't, I actually don't know what that is, or something weird Oh, like that's that. funny. 75 incorrectly used words that can make you look dumb. That sounds like clickbait. 32 incorrectly used words that can make you look bad. Yeah, dude, there's going to be an endless list of words that people 25 words that you've got wrong. No one cares. Let's stick with that one. I don't care. That's 25 is way too many. All right, we'll go through this real quick. Oh, my God. We'll go through five of them, and then we'll save the rest well, of them. Well, there, if there's a list, just read off the list. Just bang, 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 bang. You don't need to elaborate on them. Is your phone loading? No, I'm reading them. Oh, why are you reading them out loud? Ooh, look at this. Travesty. What you think it means. What do you think what do you think it means? Travesty? Yeah. T-R-A-V-E-S-T-Y. Travesty. A, a disaster. So like a tragedy or something unfortunate? Yeah. Wow, guys. 
Rick's, you're so dumb. What it really means is a mockery or parody. You're not dumb. Ultimate. The one. The only best. Wait, so that means... What it really means, the last item of a list. Peruse. To skim or browse. What it really means, to observe in depth. Alright, these words suck. That's That's interesting, though. That's fascinating. Those, Those are more nuanced words, because it's like we would use those words... God, I keep saying that. We keep, uh, we would use those words incorrectly. I don't really I agree with this list. There's some, yeah, we're going to have to, that's, that's it's more, from the that's internet, more, that's, that's more shit's of a, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Fake news, right? Yeah. All right. Anything else on your mind right now? Man, I thought we had a great segment with the dreams. Yeah, that was, that was really real solid. solid. I can't believe it's We'll come back to the, we'll come back minutes. to words in another episode. Um. Anything and, else and, you want to add? Oh, man, hopefully we got some good stories to tell after. We got some our, great stories. Our uh, dream calendars kicking to kicking to play next time. Dude, I'm interested, I'm I'm interested to hear. Let's. I'll, I'll, we'll try and stay accountable. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, let's I'll, do I'll, it. I'll text let's, you. You text me when you write okay. it down, uh, like it, the, during the day, and you gotta though. You really do though. Like I'm guilty of it where I haven't done it, but you. Those times when you wake up at four in the morning, two in the morning, and you're just in the middle of your REM cycle and you do not want to get out of bed or write or turn on a light, yeah. you got to do it. Those are going to add up. you got to do it. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll keep the pen and paper basically on my bed, Yes. Like right next to my head. Yes. That way I can just I'll show you my notebook. I'll we'll, That's what we'll do next time. I'll bring my notebook. Yeah, do that. We can read a few, um, I'll read a few segments and I can see exactly how in detail I was. That's a good idea. Even I include color and sizes of stuff, oh I think, or like stuff that, I am very detail oriented. That's awesome. Um, I'm, I'm excited to hear what, yes. what those, those memories say, but yeah, that's, that's all I got, man. So with that being said, sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite.